0: Hello, and welcome to the Wednesday Word. This is a podcast of Desert Spring United Methodist Church. Our podcast is meant to be a midweek refresh and a deeper dive into Pastor David's Sunday Sermon, and we're excited to get started. If you missed Sunday's worship and you'd like to see that before you engage with this podcast, you can go to Desert Spring's website at desertspringchurch.com. And the format is that we'll read a little bit of the devotional, Pastor David's devotional that he wrote for today, and then we'll stop and we'll hear each other's stories and engage, you know, a little bit more that way. And we'd love to get your take on today's discussion. If you are watching or if you're listening where you can leave a comment, we'd love for you to uh, let us know what you think. Today's guest are Julie and Hillary? Julie, can you tell us a little bit um, of your job at, here at the church? Absolutely. Uh, my name is Julie Hart and I,
1: starting next week, will be serving as Director of Connectional Ministries. Very, very excited to get that um, started. But the eight previous years before this, I've been very blessed to serve as Director of Youth Ministries and super
2: excited to be able to pass that off to Hillary Klein. I'm Hillary. Uh, My um, co-conspirator in Youth Ministries is also Sarah Pay, who you guys got to hear from last week. Uh, So we work with the junior high and senior high in the church.
0: Perfect, perfect. Thanks. Okay, so let's begin by reading uh, the devotional. Today's scripture is Matthew chapter 9, verses 9 through 12. As Jesus went on from there, he saw a man named Matthew sitting at the tax collector's booth. Follow me, he told him, and Matthew got up and followed him. While Jesus was having dinner at Matthew's house, many tax collectors and sinners came and ate with him and his disciples. When the Pharisees saw this, they asked his disciples, why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? Pastor David says, last Sunday, I started a new sermon series entitled Influencers. Influencers are people who influence how we think and act all of us have people in our lives who influence us and some of us have influencers that we follow on social media Um, julie can you name a person or people who influence your life and what are the reasons that those people influence your life
1: yes um, absolutely Um, social media during covid i really got to take advantage of podcasts and getting into following some people that i hadn't as much before. And one of them I love to follow is Jen Hatmaker. She's just a messy, real Christian mom, kind of in the trenches, and she just keeps it real. And so I like, I like that um, about her. And uh, I do follow some Enneagram podcasters. I'm really fascinated in what makes you know, me tick, what makes other people tick. So Ian Cron is one of them that I, that I follow along with, and so social media-wise. Um, in life, you know, the biggest influencer of my life is definitely my mom. She always has been. She just is the one that will give it to me straight, whether I want to hear it or not. <laughs> Moms are good at that. They're good at that. And she's, she's just, uh, I talk to her every single day. Get to. She comes for coffee every day, and I'm just thankful for that relationship. Uh, Phyllis Murray in the church here. Also, she's the influencer in my prayer life. She's the one that is just... Always, if you really need some hardcore prayer, Phyllis is the one you go to. And um, Tracy Brown is the director of our Potosy Pines Camp. And I think she's the influencer most that really pushes me out of my comfort zone, even kicking and screaming sometimes. <laughs> but we kind of do that for each other. Um, and I just have to say, doing youth ministry for eight years, I have really been blessed to get to know um, a lot of the moms of the church. And the eight years of moms that just so incredible and yeah. and just i they they've been a big influence on me so yeah. i'm thankful for them
0: yeah great right
2: what about you hillary do
0: you follow any influencers on social media i don't follow
2: anyone on social media but um, a person who's been a big influencer in my life is my grandmother um, on my father's side uh, she is a wonderful woman from a little town called worthington indiana and um, from her funky style to her Christian ways, she's she's always been uh, someone who has had a lot of influence over me. She and my grandfather, uh, when he was still alive, did a lot in their community. Uh, they started a thrift store called the Sunshine Shop that they also run a food pantry out of to serve the immediate community uh, in the area uh, just for needs. And she's always the person who is willing to pray for you, or if you need
0: something, she's the one stepping up. And um, she's really someone that I've tried to emulate. Yeah, yeah, that she sounds like someone that I'd love to meet someday. <laughs> hopefully she can come out for a visit or something. Yes, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So in Matthew chapter 9, we read Matthew's story. Jesus encountered Matthew while Matthew was working collecting taxes. Jesus simply said to Matthew, follow me, and Matthew got up and left work. In the very next scene, Jesus was at the home of Matthew having dinner. Matthew had invited some of his friends, other tax collectors. Somehow the Pharisees got word and questioned Jesus' disciples about what was happening at the home of Matthew. When Jesus heard about the concerns of the Pharisees, Jesus made it clear that he came to influence sinners. Jesus is an influencer. Pastor David says, I remember the day when I decided to follow Jesus. I was born into a Christian family and raised in the faith. So I knew about Jesus and grew up in the church, but there are no grandchildren in the family of God. Just because my parents were Christian doesn't mean that I was. I was 16 years old when I made the decision to follow Jesus. My parents' faith became my faith. How about you? For some, the decision is very gradual, and it's hard to pinpoint and for others, the decision is dramatic, and the moment is easy to remember. So Hillary, can you tell us a little bit of how you came to follow Jesus? So I also grew up in the church.
2: my parents took us every sunday uh, my uh, My stepdad um, is actually Jewish, uh, but he he got brought into the church too, so that was fun so it was really a family experience um, and I, I always just followed them, but it wasn't that personal commitment until I was um, 16 or so, and then two youth from the University Methodist Church um, youth group had actually roped me into coming, and, and I kind of jumped in all the way So I started going into youth group. I uh, became cluster president at the time, um, so leading youth in the area, and I worked at the church at the Child Development Center. and. Um, just really picked up from there. I uh, did end up doing confirmation with the church too shortly after, and that was um, where I really made that personal commitment.
0: Right, and Julie here was your youth director <laughs> at University Church. Yes, she was. So, <laughs> so there's a lot of years of influence <laughs> Yeah, going in, and we were talking about, you know, that's Christianity, where, you know, You come full circle, you teach other people, they teach other people, so Mm -hmm. yeah, that's awesome. Yes, Julie's certainly been a a big influencer for me over the
1: years. Oh, and it's just (laughs) so exciting to see now you taking that role and watching you, even with your little ones like I was (laughs) when
2: I was
0: there, and, and just like, it's such a joy, such a joy. Yeah, yeah. So, Julie, what's your story? How did you come to follow Jesus? You know, I didn't
1: have a moment. I um, Growing up, my parents were not involved in the church. I did go to diff- different, you know, with my friends. Um, but when I turned eight years old, I was baptized in the church, but it was not so much about being a part of the church. It was more about being accepted and included. So this was a thing to do, <laughs> to be able to be a part of, you know, What was happening in my life and that i was baptized by my uncle and the blessing that he gave at the time was that i would lead the children back to jesus which my grandma who was a very religious woman was very struck by like why how did you said that and you know he talked about those are just the words that came to me so that has kind of always stuck with me because it was kind of kind of a unusual thing to say in a baptism blessing and um so I didn't go to church and I, it wasn't a great experience for me. I went during softball season so I could play on a softball team <laughs> or, you know, whatever. But you know my family, we were a little bit different and not, totally, not really did not fit the mold. And so it, it was more of church was more judgmental to me. And mm. by, by 16, I had a bad experience, and I was uh, judged by my Sunday school teacher pretty harshly, and that was it However, for some reason, when I got engaged to be married, I wanted to be married in a church, and so started kind of church shopping and stumbled upon University Night Methodist Church, and if I'm being honest, it was more about like the cute little chapel with the girls <laughs> like this yeah. is the perfect setting for our wedding, Yeah, yeah. and um, the pastor, Dr. John Blackwell, you'll remember him, was willing to marry us. We didn't, we were not members of the church or even going to the church. And so we were just there to get married and, you know, go on our way. And he made a point of personally inviting us, and we started coming. And it wasn't too long till he said, well, you know, we're looking for a youth director. Like, <laughs> yeah, But, you know, he saw something in me I did not see in myself. And, you know, he had faith in me. And I was not a likely person for that kind of a job, <laughs> you know. <laughs> But I think that was just a big influence, and so when Pastor David came along, um, well, the first thing is he he realized I was not baptized Protestant Methodist, um, and so he baptized me on my thirtieth birthday, and that is very special to me. And he's been a huge influence in, in my spiritual journey. We go back a minute. Yeah. We go back a. Yeah. 20 some odd years. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I shared my faith story and how I came to Jesus as part of our Matriarchs of the Faith um, interviews that we did. So if you want to hear a little bit more about my story, it's there on Vimeo. But I did have a come to Jesus moment um, when I was about 10. Um, And then... um, knew that I wanted to get involved with, the church, with a church when I wanted to raise my kids in the church. So, um, so I did have that one moment and then you know several moments after getting involved with the church. So um, when Matthew decided to follow Jesus, his life changed. He not only became a disciple of Jesus Christ, but he became one of the 12 apostles. Tradition holds that after Jesus' ascension, Matthew preached the good news of Jesus Christ in Judea and then in other countries. The sinner in chapter nine of of Matthew's gospel became an evangelist and ultimately a saint. Pastor David says his life has changed too. I no longer deal with fear of failure. I no longer worry about things I can't control. I no longer have to be right And I no longer have to win at everything I do. Instead, I am much more patient and accepting. I am quick to forgive and slow to judge. And increasingly, my faith is impacting every aspect of my life. Amen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. So, Julie, how has Jesus influenced your life? What changes can you point to in your life because of Jesus' influence?
1: You know, I just thought of this as, as I was listening to that, and what I was just thinking about is when I was in my early 20s, maybe 22, I, I had the opportunity to go to Japan for a few months and spend time there, and I was with a group of people, um, you know, they were doing a show there, and, you know, I was constantly telling them, like, you represent America, you represent, you know, our country, like, stop it, behave, like, don't do that, because look, you are representing, like, and I really took that, you know, seriously there. Like, I, I wanted to try to be respectful of the customs and the way things were. And when I was with people in my crowd, I was trying to, you know, let them know the same thing. And I think that's, as a Christian, I think that's the same kind of thing. When you realize, I, I am, I do not want to be a stumbling block for someone else and be the reason. Like, there were many stumbling blocks for me as a child growing up that made me not think church was awesome or accepting. And so I think it's just that awareness of, as you go about what you do, trying not to be that stumbling block. And that does, like David, that does require forgiveness. That does require a lot of grace. And and I think it's just that awareness um, in yourself. And also the desire to share it with others. It's such a, a blessing to be able to, that's, that's what we get to do as, as our jobs. And beyond just our everyday lives and that's that's a true blessing and also a huge responsibility.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. I think this question is a little bit different when you're employed by the church yes. because Jesus's influence is constant. Yes. You know, you know, you you cash that paycheck and it's from the church and you yes. talk to people in the community and you're representing the church. Yes. So um, so that that influence pervades constantly, all the time. Yeah. Um, Hillary, um, how has Jesus influenced your life?
2: And in, in obviously many ways, uh, and definitely now uh, more frequently. I feel <laughs> I'm working with the church as well. <laughs> uh, but there's um, so there's this this phenomenon I've always been interested in um, and kind of struggled with is uh, imposter syndrome, <laughs> uh, and especially when I was working uh, in applied behavior analysis it was always that like someone knew more than me i never thought that i had enough mm-hmm. knowledge about what i was doing and i wasn't teaching the individuals i was supposed to teach that next generation of analysts to do the right things um which was not necessarily the case um, but it's it kind of goes into the same thing as with um christianity and my faith is um i I don't have enough confidence to share that with people all the time because I don't want to be that bad example for them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and so with um, with Jesus too, it just that constant reminder of um, it's okay, and, and we are human, and that's all right too, but the important thing is that we keep trying, we keep trying to be better, um, better people, better leaders, yeah. better followers, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> all the way around.
0: Right, right, and you don't have to be good to be a follower and you know mm. your story just kind of brought something up for me I was driving down Summerlin Parkway going towards Buffalo and and um, this person behind me was driving very very rudely and I was trying to get out of the way I was in the slowing but still I was trying to just get out of the way finally when this car had enough room to go around me um, I kind of got the nasty look, and if I'm remembering right, I might even have gotten a finger. But when they when when they when they got around me, they had a Christian symbol on the back of their car, and I was like, "Wow, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow!" Actually... So you know, this is how you're representing, you know, yeah, your faith absolutely in our community. And I was just like, "Oh my goodness!" So anyway. Um, Matthew started traveling with Jesus. He literally followed him. So Matthew heard Jesus teach. He saw Jesus work miracles. And I can imagine that every day in some way, Jesus was influencing his life. How about for you? How is Jesus influencing your life today? Spending time reading the teachings and stories of Jesus help open me, Pastor David, up to Jesus' influence. So does prayer. So, Julie, what helps open you up to Jesus's influence? You know, this is where I think women have it a
1: little bit easier than men because by our, by our just the nature of how we're wired, we want to gather and we want to talk. <laughs> <So> <laughs> I think it. I think we have much more support in that way with with um, that influence. Um, for me, in my life, I have. I'm very intentional about not just my personal time with Jesus. It's sometimes when you're, you'll see as a youth director, you'll, you'll be reading a book or reading the Bible, and then your brain goes into like teaching, like making a lesson. And so that is a struggle sometimes. Like, I'm just there for me. I'm not, I'm not trying to make
2: a lesson or create a camp or
1: whatever it is. Like just, this is me and Jesus. And so that, that, that is a hazard of it. But I do try to be intentional. And I have different groups, different pods of, of women. I have an Emmaus accountability group and... They hold you accountable you know you're gonna report back we meet every other week and you know what is your discipleship denied what was your closest to Christ and, and what's your action and so I'm, I'm thankful for them and they're especially it's a multi-generational group so I, I really I really enjoy the wisdom that is shared in that group uh, I have a women's Bible study that I co-lead and um, if you're if you're co-leading you really have to read <laughs> you really have to prepare Uh, so you can't kind of just like show up and kind of wing it so that that pushes me but also I just I love so much what what the other women share Um, you know camp community is part about service and I think when you are in service that influence goes both ways and we all know this it's when you serve you're getting so much more than what you receive Um, and then I just think the support of the women of faith that I get there's there is just not a moment where I could not just pick up my, call, my phone and call a you know, multitude of women in the church who you know, have that faith background and can help me walk through, and it's a struggle for myself. So yeah. I'm thankful, and I, I, I
0: know that everybody doesn't
1: have this many um, groups and people to, to turn to to help them in their own, in their own walks, and so I'm very, I'm very aware that this is a huge gift
0: yeah yeah it is yeah what helps open you up to jesus's influence hillary
2: i think um really sur- surrounding myself more with um, people of the faith and uh, making those intentional times to do it so bible study is a wonderful opportunity for that and i'm also part of the um, young adults bible study group too and that's uh, been such a blessing for me i joined that shortly after i had um, a, a injury <laughs> about two years ago yeah. and it was just a really hard time for me um, but they've really been a blessing and uh, being able to interact with them uh, outside of those opportunities too i think has has been wonderful but um also just just from a um like day-to-day standpoint too it's there's so much that goes into if we don't if we don't pencil something in it's not going to happen <laughs> okay. and so many of us are very good about okay well sunday sunday's my, my jesus day but it's uh, really about being mindful about that and, and taking jesus with you everywhere mm-hmm. and so just like we would um you know pencil in time to go do our nails and pencil in time for a meeting. We have to pencil in that Jesus time too, and I think that that's um, a a really big factor for being able to open ourselves to Jesus and his influence, Mm -hmm. is making time for him and not just saying, okay, well, I'm going to pray at mealtimes. I'm going to Mm -hmm. um, have a talk with Jesus on Tuesday. Like, actually write it down and make that a meaningful and scheduled part of your life. Ideally, it's going to happen spontaneously too, but part of human nature (laughs) we're just not
0: good about that all the time
2: so making making that part of your schedule and routine
0: yeah Mm -hmm. yeah Um, one of the most uh, precious to me parts of my day is um, taking all the prayer requests that um, Julie is the head of our prayer request uh, email chain Mm -hmm. and I take those and I write them down throughout the week and I take time um, Every week, workday morning, I pray through those prayer requests. Yes. I get prayer requests via our text number. I pray through those. Obviously, I'm praying for my family and for the church. Mm-hmm. Um, you've been a part of that, you know, being mm-hmm. new on our uh, new coworkers. So, every morning, that's the first thing I do when I get to my desk is is pray through these prayer requests. Yeah. And, um and I think it really sets my, my intention for the day. It sets my mind so that I can see Jesus' influence throughout my day. So you you know, I'm loving that. Also, we're
1: sitting here in the Scott Tyra Prayer Chapel. Yes. And this is a space I come to often, 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 just even in the middle of a Sunday between all the chaos or whatever, or early before things happen, to be able to come and sit in this space and intentionally pray for what's about to happen, what is happening. This is such a great space to be able to do that, and, and it's, I spend a lot of time here when I'm on yeah. campus. I'm
0: thankful for that, yeah. too. Yeah. Um, I taught preschool Sunday school for six years for Desert Spring, and this was my classroom. Ah, so this space is also yeah. dear to my yeah. heart. I can picture, you know, I had 15 preschoolers at one oh, time in this little tiny space. I love so that. yeah, it's a It's a good space. Got good good juju. There you go. <laughs> Okay. Uh, We don't know much about Matthew. The Bible doesn't tell us much about him, but we do know his life was influenced by Jesus. That alone tells us a whole lot about the man. Thanks be to God. Pastor David says, God bless you, and he will see you in church. So I guess we've wrapped it up. Any final thoughts? No, but no? thanks for joining us, Hillary. Absolutely. First podcast. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I appreciate you and Sarah as new people jumping in with both feet and being like, yes, podcast, for sure. <laughs> I'll do that. Yeah, it's kind of intimidating, so I appreciate that. Nice to have a young voice, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and Julie, thank you thank for you. spending your time, as always. And we, you are an influencer. and. Uh, and I appreciate you. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And thank you everybody for joining us and spending your time with us. Don't forget to comment if you've got something to, to tell us. Uh, we would love to hear your input. And you know, maybe next week we can um, we can talk about the comments yeah. that we receive. So please, great. please leave us your comments. Um, if you want the audio only podcast, you can go to SoundCloud and search for Desert Spring United Methodist Church. And that way you can take the podcast with you anytime. You can download it and listen to it whenever you'd like. So join us next week. God bless you all. Um, And I pray for the whole church. So you're in my prayers too.